This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Every time we touch, I get this feeling. And every time we kiss, I swear I could fly. Can't you feel my heart beat fast? I want this to last. I need you by my side. Wow. That is Every Time We Touch by Cascada, my guest's favorite song of high school. The year is 2009. What's happening in 2009? What's the culture in 2009? Well, for starters, Hannah Montana hits movie theaters. Hannah Montana the movie comes out. Glee and Modern Family are their first episodes. I think I've said this on one of my 2009ers before, but it's okay. I have. This is the same exact list that I read before. Farmville, very important. Chris Pratt and Ferris get married. But we're going to find out other things that happened in 2009, such as Grinder launched in 2009. Huge. As we already know, Obama was sworn in for presidency in 2009. Swine flu happened in 2009. Just Dance, Lady Gaga's iconic song, and Single Ladies. Also, Lady Gaga debuted The Hair Bow in 2009, which was huge stylistically. Taylor Swift's album, massive, massive. We already know Fergie Ferg married Josh Duhamel in 2009. Wow. Joaquin Phoenix declared he was quitting acting to pursue a career in rap in 2009. And, of course, we cannot forget that... Wait, what? Faye Dunaway and Hilary Duff started their feud after Faye reportedly said, couldn't they at least cast a real actress? Upon hearing Hillary would play Bonnie in a Bonnie and Clyde remake. Now, that's actually the most iconic thing, I think, to happen in 2009. And I can... Oh, and of course, David after the dentist. The viral video, huge in 2009, which I think was very informative to culture, honestly, and something that... I still will go back and watch just to tickle tickle my little funny bone. Now, where are we in 2009, you wonder? Why, we are in Albany, New York. And who are we? We are Lauren Sir Video. Joining us today, Lauren, thank you so much for coming on Senior Superlatives. It is my absolute pleasure. You know, I'm such a such a fan, and I really feel like I love using I love using the pod to connect and further friendship. And I feel that there's no way to deepen a friendship than to going through kind of a psychological excavation of what was going on with you in high school, who you were, what the vibe was, what the fashion was. And because you're someone that I intake your artistry. <laughs> And I have a lot of preconceived thoughts as to who you were, because I feel like we were probably in many ways aligned in some of our interests and tastes. But you could also really throw me off the scent. So I am so excited today to just to just get to know who you were in high school. In high school. Oh, my gosh. I can't tell if this is a bad thing to say, because I think you're supposed to change from mm-hmm. 14, 15, 16 to now 30. Mm-hmm. But I more or less feel like the same exact person. My priorities are mostly all the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I just I, I I don't look back and have a lot of regret. Yeah, because I still feel like I'm making decisions with the same brain. Do you, does that yes. make sense? Yes. Like, it's not like, oh my God, I went through that phase that I regret growing. I mean, it's certainly a lot of cringy moments, right. as there should be. You wish well, I had well more. Help. Wish I had more. There you go. In fact, and we'll get to that later, I suppose. But um, yeah, I, I guess just, I was like a floater. 
in high school. Does that make you know what I mean? Like a no, no, no. I, I, I laugh because I think that every this show is filled with like floaters, comedians, creatives, whatever, writers, and everyone across pretty much. If truly, except for Patrick, who I just recorded the episode with before this, is a self-proclaimed floater. I am also a self-proclaimed floater. I think floaters, we were the best part of high school. We're just like, and I even think of someone like Io. I could see, like, we're just balanced, nice people. Yeah. That just, you know, everyone kind of likes you. I just, yeah. Feel, I'll say in high school, I don't think I had many friends that I hung out with outside of school. Like, at school, I'd be like, hey, what's up? Da, mm-hmm. da, da. I would go home and go with the computer. Like, I would just be on the computer doing so God knows So you were what. a real, like, your social life in high school, floater girl, friends with everyone, and then you would go home and you would be computer girl. I was computer <laughs> <laughs> were, were you? Were, what were we? What were we hitting? Were we doing MySpace? Like, what was the vibe? Ooh, okay. I remember. So the summer between eighth grade going into ninth grade. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if everyone else's school districts are the same. We had two middle schools, and so ninth grade, high school mm-hmm. was when we they both come together. And that so was you when went MySpace to a big high in, school. Yeah, I think my class had five hundred people in the graduating class. That's Great. pretty big for like upstate. Yeah. Um, and so. I took it upon myself on MySpace. Of course, profile edited to perfection. Obviously, you know, I had to put that song. I had, like Bittersweet Symphony it was like the song that I had. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> and I messaged the girls from the other high school, like anyone that, or excuse me, the other middle school that I could find, mm-hmm. and be like this pre-written thing of like, hey, I'm Lauren. I know we're going to be joining each other in high school and I just wanted to like extend a hand. It seems very Tracy Flick from election. Yes. But I wasn't like a perky bubbly. I just was like, I really want to be friends. friends. And they're fine. They're like still around. Th- that's like, so you know, like, sweet. Like, it was like fine. No one was like, yes, thank God. Because at that age, most people's priorities right. just like make just like I don't even care about school. Right. That's what I'll say about my high school experience, if I can put in one thing early, it's that I am like a, ugh, a cinephile. Yes. I like the movies. Yes. Always love a high school movie. High school movies, I think, might be like, if you would consider that a genre, favorite. Yes, me too. I, I think. had expectations of like being on the quad, throwing the football, mm-hmm. waiting, you know, on like the front ledge or stoop of the high school and then like the bell rings and we go in nothing like that yeah people came to school and they left they maybe did track maybe did football i don't know but like it wasn't a yeah we're at school no football uh what would you call that like like you know, like, like a friday night yeah, like no 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 like sport culture no around sport the school culture. and like no um i mean i too rom- fully romanticized the like high school that was fed to me through election or even I mean that was like more while we were in high school but like even something like Mean Girls yeah like something no that clicks. was no, no you one didn't, cared I was gonna enough say did you to, have clicks no not really, really. people Pretty much from 10th grade on. 9th grade was a really fun year because I made friends with a bunch of girls from the different middle school who I I love dearly. And then it was like 10th grade was kind of when it was like, oh, I can maybe party a little bit. A lot of people I knew had older sisters. Mm -hmm. And so it was like the older sisters started drinking and they would like bring, or you know, a lot of it was like smoking weed in the woods. Yes. You know, like the classic, like having a beer in the woods and passing out near a bonfire (laughs) stuff that I was like not into. And were so, you a part? You were so you were not into partying. No, not at all. Actually, by senior year, I was president of Students Against Destructive Decisions. Oh my god! There was one other member. It was my friend Gabby Salisbury. She was a vice president, and that's it. Just the two of us. Really? Yep. And because no, I don't know. I don't know why we were doing that. I don't know. I think maybe we thought it would be funny, but then I also was like, well, I'm not drinking, and it probably looks good. I was like, it'll look good on a resume. So no one, like, no one was like, oh, you're a narc, or like, oh, you're lame because you're the president of Student Against Destructive. I don't even think anyone knew. That's the weirdest (laughs) part. It's like in the yearbook, immortalized in there, like goofy little picture. But yeah, I don't think anyone even even knew. Everybody was just very apathetic to the things that I thought would be such a big deal, which I guess 
privately made it feel a little isolating because I was yeah. like, isn't anyone else excited about going to the football games? And it was like, right. not, not really, no. What do you think were the movies and like the music that were informing your identity like at the time? Oh boy, that's a good question. I mean, I Mean Girls came out in what, 2004, 2003, 2004. I remember I going think... to see that in the theater. I loved And that one I spent, that was when you could quote it yeah obsessively and it wasn't and it wasn't old yet yeah um did that all throughout high school (laughs) um you can still see it a little bit on like the early versions of facebook of like when we were still like it's october 3rd and it wasn't super (laughs) redundant i think this was the year that we bear i think that was buried this yes post pandemic one of those one of those things that was lost to the pandemic it just couldn't survive (laughs) the wednesdays we wear pink like that's done that's done for it'll come back around again i i suppose as as it all tends to do it's so weird seeing the y2k stuff no back in fashion it's so bizarre i do i do appreciate though all the videos that are like how gen z thinks y2k dressed and like how y2k (laughs) actually dressed the denim jeans with the skirt over it i knew a girl that came up because we would get a couple in albany naturally every few months you'd get someone whose parents moved up to Albany from the city and of course they were light years ahead of everyone else clothing wise and I remember my friend Kristen Vasquez wore she had like the skirt over the jeans Mm -hmm. and everybody else I remember being like you know what I mean because everybody wears sweatpants and not even North Face shit I I was was gonna say what was your high school like I do need to know the sartorially yeah I need to know what you were wearing I have always been obsessed with clothes high school I I was really gunning for best dress. My mom got best dressed at her high school. I'll wow. say that. I love turning looks. I would wear heels. Ask anyone. I freaking <laughs> love dressing up. And I look, and some of those did age like wine. That's good. Um, my body changed a lot. Mm-hmm. So it was a, there was definitely a period from like 10th grade to 12th grade where it was just ill-fitting shit. Do you know what I mean? Because yes. you just, and you're the same, boobs boobs really threw everything off well I famously got a breast reduction my freshman year of high school oh damn lucky you I, but, I, I mean, was my, f- my boobs are still huge likewise they were just huger that's like me I <laughs> yep mine was spring break 2012 it was like my junior year of college and you so, got a breast reduction mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, sister yeah <laughs> but yeah that was definitely something I have a memory Oh my god, this is probably my most angsty was when I nothing fit. That was frustrating for me. It felt yes. like I lost it's like your identity is like I can wear I'm things are baggy and cute. Yeah. And now it's like things I'm a woman. Yeah. I'm sexy and that's the attention that you get from that too. It's like what terrible and so there? uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. But I went to a dance and I bought the only dress at like JC Penny. Mm-hmm. It was like the what do they call it? like winter formal or whatever sure. that also no one gave a shit about. <laughs> Just me participating every dance that nobody went to. Nobody cared. Um, That's so shocking to me. Because in my, like, movie brain, you tell me I was at, like, the public high school in Albany. It was 500 kids in my class. In my mind, I'm like, we're doing football. We're having the underwater-themed prom. We're, like, (laughs) having, you know, we're, like, having lockers. We're, like, having a party and someone drops flyers down to, like, let you know about a party that's happening. But you are doing bonfires. Yeah. Well, the bonfires are going on. A lot yeah. of woods culture. Yeah. A lot of woods culture. Um, again, I don't have any memory of that. A lot of basement beer pong. Me and too. And this just could be because for whatever reason that anyone that was born in 91 tended to have siblings that were born in like 87, 88. Mm-hmm. That really, that changes the game. It's like it your does. taste is elevated in a certain way and you do, you just like age more quickly. Yeah. So yeah, they were all, it was like pretty fast that people were like, oh my God, yeah, I'm going to party. It's not to say that there's nothing else to do. Albany is a mid-sized city. It's the capital of New it's York. It's the capital of New York. I know. And that's where for me, I was like, damn, I'm just going to go to New York City as often as possible to try and get a taste of of life outside of this this shitty little town so we were dressing we were wearing heels to school heels to school we were really dressing we were pulling looks i was thrifting i had a gray pair of shoes from payless i remember the clacking of them on the stairs that just (laughs) felt so feminine that's a feminine divine yeah is the clacking (laughs) on the stairs and you're like they know i'm older yep they know i'm grown up yeah 
what else? What else? I'm trying to think who was in because we're again we're similar. Like what else was in? I mean, I'm just trying to trying to paint the that was like early Tumblr. Was that early Tumblr? Yeah, it was Tumblr. It was Tumblr culture for sure. Were you a live journal person? I have a live journal from my fourth grade graduation. (laughs) I have it. The entry is from June 25th, like 2000. It's insane. Yeah. I live journal for a bit, I'd say through middle school. And then I graduated by the time I was in high school. And I think I was like Xanga. Yes. Yep. 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 By then I was doing a lot of, it was like 4chan. Was that a girl? I was computer computer girl. There was this program called the palace. It was like know. chat room. It was weird. It was like you download a program. There's this proxy you log on to. That's like, you know, the dolls or yeah, dollies. Yeah, yeah. That would be your avatar. And you would talk in all these different chat rooms and you go on different servers. That was legendary. Were you like making relationships? So you, okay. So you were not hanging with a lot of people that you were in high school with once you left school. No. Were you like making friends with people over the internet? Because I know some people that were fully in the you know, like MySpace culture, for example, that like made best oh, yeah, friends yeah, yeah. through MySpace. Oh, you know what was really popular, I got to tell you, for me, that hmm. I do have friend, residual online friends from, or at least people that I met later and we realized that we were friends on this platform was Teen Vogue <laughs> had a forum. <laughs> they had forums on their website that changed everything. Wow. For, for fashion girls, it was everything. It was so much and yeah, I think there's a, a lot of them obviously ended up going to, fa- they actually pursued fashion, went to FIT. And did you find, I did at least, like when Tavi Gevinson started becoming popular, I was like, bitch. Yes, that was Tavi used to post on the Teen Vogue forums. Her, she had a friend whose older sister was this blogger named Strawberry Milkshakes. I think her name was Stephanie, who would dress in Lolita mm-hmm. gear, which mm-hmm. I'd say at the time for, you know, white girls. In America, or specifically in Chicago, where Tavi was, yeah, suburbs of Chicago, like that was revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Like the Fruits magazine, oh, if for you know sure. that, yeah, like yes. that was huge. So she was definitely like the queen of that. But it was crazy because we were a, a little bit older, older than, than her, her, way older than her. She yeah, was, she was twelve. Yeah. Um. And so I've been meaning all these years to be like, <laughs> I don't know if you remember me, but like my <laughs> username was. Da, 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 da. What was your username? It, I think it would have been uh Baby Pink. XOX. I love that. That was just like a, yeah. You know what I was thinking is there's so many questions that I bet get asked on here that are like a security breach. Because you know how they're like, what street did you grow up on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what's your first pet's name? (laughs) (laughs) Then I'm like, wait, hang on. I have to make sure I can answer that. They're like, in the last four of your social? (laughs) Um, So you were just like, it sounds like you were just like a very sweet, like nice, kind person in high school. I was, but I definitely think that I was probably, something I regret was probably being more judgmental of people who you know like drank and went to Dave Matthews and blasted weed and I think what I was (laughs) trying to blasted weed dude a lot of stoners not hard drugs like I'm sure if you've talked to people that went to high school in New York or like in LA any of those two major when I grew up in DC like we had kids in our in my that I knew that were doing coke and that like were I mean I know kids that were like into heroin and yeah oh my boyfriend grew up in on Miami Beach like South Beach Miami crazy he was like done by the time he came here to go to NYU and it was like he was he was retired from the game he like hung his jersey yeah. up from the whole th- not really but they're like he's like eternal party boy do you know what I mean yes like, totally can't take when I went to college I was like Miami. I was like I can't smoke pot anymore I was like I, I was like I've graduated from pot like I can't smoke pot like right I'm done I know the alcohol that I can drink and that is the only kind of alcohol I can drink and whatever show me one kid that grew up in the city specifically that isn't sober fully sober by 29 it's just like it doesn't you just you you just max well party i max. know a few that aren't sober no it's so true <laughs> but yeah it was so i think what i was trying to do you know obviously being super imma- an immature way of doing it was like it would distance myself mm-hmm. by kind of like condemning them in my mind being right like, you guys are all gonna be fucking losers you ain't gonna amount to nothing when you do this or whatever and it was like stupid it's like i didn't know what was going on in any i didn't try to consider like oh maybe things are hard at home right because nobody here you know like makes a lot of money and but also like, in high school no one we don't none of us like have that foresight no like what was happening in my home in high school was so traumatic and crazy oh and no God. one was like no one was like hey is everything okay 
Yeah. Why are you Why are you coming to school stoned out of your mind? Like, <laughs> what's going on? It's like the kids that would like drink on school mm-hmm. campus. <laughs> you know, no one wanted to be like, hey, like, why are you a full-fledged alcoholic at 16? Like, what's actually happening? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's crazy. where I think I, I would like to, like, learned empathy. And I try not to do that. It's such a knee-jerk. I don't know. It's like... I don't want to say an inherited trait, but it's like a protective thing, I think, is when you're trying to distance yourself and For sure. forge your identity, I guess, of like, who am I? And I guess maybe I start off by being like, oh, well, I'm not that. Right. What's the thing? Kanye West had a line about that. The things I, find the things I like the most. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> what I, I'm addicted to finding out the the one. Let's make a toast to the assholes. Oh, yeah. A toast to the... Douchebags. Douche I'm addicted to finding what I don't like the most. Yeah. And that's what I always feel like is, at least when I was younger, that was my first. Well, I think that the inclination, <sighs> I get, I get it. like, I think the interesting thing, and everyone who listens to this podcast will be like, shut up, Greta, stop saying this. But I think that, like, <laughs> when, like, it is so formative that I think we do go into this experience because when you are 14 and you're, like, going to high school, and I think especially for girls, yeah. there is this feeling of being like, I'm about to embark on an independent journey where the next four years I have to evolve into the person I want to become. Yeah. And this pressure is really like the next four years of your life are going to determine your future as an adult. Yeah. And I think that when you feel that way, it's very natural to be like scared of being like, well, I don't want to be a fuck up. Yeah. And also you're immediately going to be like, well, I'm not going to... These drug addicts over here? Yeah. No. Like, these yeah. party people? Like, low lives? Like, for you, I could have... Now that I'm, like, getting the vision, you were like, no, I'm a fashion glamour girl, and I belong in New York City. And I... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It felt like I... Yeah. That I was some egg in a in a chicken coop that somehow got picked up by a hawk. I was mm-hmm. in a cool city chicken coop. You know what I mean? Like, in Brooklyn or yeah. something. And then, it, like, a hawk picked up my egg and then flew me up to Albany and then dumped me in a chicken coop there. And I was like, wait, this isn't my chicken coop. Like, right. I am the city chicken coop. Yeah. Don't, can't you guys see it? Yeah. Isn't it obvious to all of you? Yeah. Hello. Which is why online, obviously, it's that's, like, the beauty of the whole thing is that I can right. connect with those people instantly through right. places like, you know, the Teen Vogue forums or hell MySpace. that wasn't my thing though i um, like i think that i i'd love to have a scene queen yeah. someone who was like a myspace famous person on here i'm sure i would like that the two of us, we know at least I, one. yeah i can find one <laughs> or at least one that's willing to admit it i think i know a lot of people that were like big sceney people yeah. that are now ashamed of like going back into their... now's the time to capitalize on that though i could see like the last 10 years being a th- that's like a hidden a hidden quality about yeah. yourself but like i said now that that y2k thing is all the rage i've heard we're going in apparently to like phase three of the internet where it's no longer <laughs> about the social media stuff no. but it's more about like y- I don't know, capital? Of course, because of course it is. Somehow yeah. it's about making money. I don't know. I read that somewhere. It's always about it's- making money. <laughs> um, if there were to be like a story that you really like, when you think about your high school experience and you are like, oh, this thing, like this moment, like something that crystallized for you in your brain as being something that was influential in your life or impactful, what do you have? Do you have a moment, a story, a time, anything? It could be as little as, you know, when you got your driver's license or as big as like losing your virginity or whatever it was oh my god an impactful moment or just something that's very quintessentially high school to you like a moment where you're like oh this is so high school okay well I'll tell you speaking of again things that were my priority that weren't anyone else's priority so I guess this would have been first semester senior year I'm like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna be homecoming queen I know I can do it Prom queen might be a little far out if anyone, again, even gives a shit about that. But, right. like, I don't want to wait that long either. That's the next spring. Homecoming's be, fall. Yeah. So that's, like, yeah, like... Football. <laughs> again, where am I already? I already stated that nobody cared terrible. And I was like, okay. And so you would just get, I think, 25 people to sign be like, yeah, I would nominate I would nominate her. I, I like her. Right. Easy. Got the 25 or whatever. Thinking I'm going to have, like, a competition. I kind of do want to do a little bit of, like, a campaign. Like, pick pick me. Um, I won by default because what? only one other person entered. It was Nene Crowley, 
who was very sweet. She sucked her thumb. Um, <laughs> so we had two homecoming queens. Nobody even entered to be homecoming king. Nobody entered. So when you so wait, so you went to the dance. Went to the dance. What had, did you wear? Uh, I had on a gray dress. I got my makeup done at Mac. Oh, huge. I said that was when you only had to buy two products. Yep. So I saved up. I bought the oh, two like products. like an eyeliner and a lip gloss. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, something like that. I think I still have both because I just Absolutely. can't let go. That's so disgusting, but no. I can't let go of that stuff. Showed up, turned looked. Oh, I had a black dress on. Um, sorry, just had to clarify for my fashion <laughs> pause that I'm listening from Forever 21. And uh, yeah, they like it announced the names and it was like, Lauren, nay, nay. Nobody took a photo. It never made it to the yearbook. So I am only relying on people, like actual eyewitness. Oh, my it's God. Like, it's like a JFK assassination where like, I don't even have the zap, zap reader tape. It's nothing. It's just eyewitness of people who were there. It's That's crazy. crazy. That's how much this stuff didn't matter to people. But I laugh because it's like, I thought it was great. Like they handed me flowers and it was funny because... It was like, well, they're not going to have me and Nene do like a slow dance no. or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They just was like, yep, two queens. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, that's cool. That's Did you fine. get a tiara or a sash? No, no tiara, no sash, just flowers. I get, like, I don't think people even knew how to handle it. But I was like, haven't you guys seen a fucking movie? One fucking movie? That's this is insane. Like, am I li- like, what is this? I feel like I'm in some weird Oz where you guys just don't see. Now, I want to know this. Do you think that what we see in the movies is commonplace in high school, or do you think that the movies create about this that? A lot. I know, and like, I don't. that's actually not real because I think that it could just be people's like fever dreams about what they wanted high school to be. Yeah, I don't know if it's a chicken or an egg thing, honestly. Yeah. Again, I think. I, th- I think this actually could be like a job of yours to kind of map out based on where people, right? Because you're going to have people in LA. Yeah. People in New York, people from DC. Maybe am I like, I don't, I don't actually know. I think that's if it is, so right? Like far. art imitating life, life imitating art, like which is which? I think it's life imitating art. Yeah. College ended up being like a quintessential, for the most part, college experience. Where it was like a lot of crazy frat party stuff. So that lived up, but high school just wasn't. I think the only, and I I guess that I'm having on next (laughs) week, or whenever, Adam Salmon is coming on my pod. (gasps) Icon who grew up in Texas. Had a very quintessential, I think, and, and what I know of the world, Texas seems to be the only place where like it's football, it's Friday Night Lights, so it's home. prom, it's That's cheerleading, right. it is like all of this shit. That's right, 100%. Yeah, because none of the people that have come on thus far, I don't think, I'm looking at my producer, has had like a super quintessential had, high school raw Have you had Mo Pesic on yet? No. I've been wanting to know, Mo, if you're listening. Mo is definitely going to come on. Wisconsin, right? Yep. Volleyball star. Yep. Theater. And it's like yep. such a diaspora a, of like, I can't even, I don't know, just. Were you a theater person? I was not. In middle school, I did three plays. I thought it was really fun. And now for some reason at 30, I'm like, do I want to start like doing a local community production of something again? You could. Like, it was actually kind of fun. But by high school, it was pretty serious. The, oh my God. Okay. Here's a funny story. We had a set of triplets in our school (laughs) every school has every school has one set of triplets and they all did theater and their mom was super involved in them doing theater and i do think the two two of them still do it in Mm -hmm. the city potentially wow i don't broadway maybe perhaps um angel and keith were two of their beautiful names beautiful names but um they were and so they would get the part every single year year do you oh know so I mean? yes it was like it's like a sweep it's like the person you already know who's yeah, going we to get already it. knew and i just people and it was like i gotta be honest this is another judgmental thing and i get it it's low-hanging fruit because they're just very excitable people but the kids that did theater just took it so serious seriously for again in a place where nothing was taken seriously it's like yeah this is the hill mm-hmm. you're gonna die in the hill of like <laughs> south pacific <laughs> little abner shit like i can't that's just not it's just not it for me uh, myself but I respect it now that was again another place where I got to be like not me okay not me but like I am because I love that stuff I just not was, in the same way yeah not I in the same way I was very similar I think that I had a lot of like 
disdain for people that felt really passionate passionately about whatever their high school mm-hmm. thing was. I was so focused on just getting out. Yeah. Yes. That same. for me, like wanting to stay in in any way was like, like after school, like right no, to have to do the no, play and like no. stay after school with you guys. No Bye. Chance. Bye. I mean, I was I wanted to be in the place, but I got <laughs> constantly rejected. No. So then I was like, <gasps> that has to be their biggest regret. Well, <laughs> honey, we're going to make it their biggest regret. <laughs> um, and once I got enough rejection, I fully became art girl. So, like, how you kind of, it seems, became full-on, like, uh, were you a good student? Yeah. Well, okay, here's what's funny. My identity was being a student. I was See, not now we're getting to the, the, now now we're getting getting to the, the meat pieces. and potatoes of the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, my identity was being a good student. Not a teacher's pet. I'm not an ass kisser, brown noser in that way, but um, I I really did. I just wanted to be like the AP student. And it, again, was a way for me to be like, see, I'm not like a dumbass like everyone else. Um, but I am not that good at school. Mm. Like, I have a really hard time paying attention. I can't grasp concepts. I was like, that's so tragic. <laughs> what a Shakespearean thing is like to want it so badly in that way. And I think I thought I was doing a great job, but I was like pretty mediocre. I'm not an overachiever. I don't think I do what I'm supposed to do and I leave, which is where probably like you were saying before, people who are passionate about stuff. I'm not passionate about anything. I'm just sort of like always at the middle with everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) even still like just a moderate amount of like for things. Yeah. Except for maybe birds. Um, But I did love my teachers. I've always like if I just I'd always wanted to be older so I could hang out with my teachers. Yeah. Yeah. I have the the feeling of wanting to be older. Oh, man. If I could go back and just truly like be present that's the one thing I, I wish know. I could tell myself that and you should have partied more and like broken more rules well we're I'm Might gonna know, ask we're getting you there. I know I'm I was gonna, gonna say I don't want to get there yet but I did oh my god wished it away but yeah like my and I know there's always that joke of like the just I don't know there's like a certain age if you're a certain type of girl like your English teacher is your oasis yeah and it's true there's still like one of them is still like he's like a brother to me still we talk all the time my truly. English teacher was also very important my senior year of high school English teacher was very important to me first time and I've said this before but the first time I was like maybe I'm good at this because I was so bad yeah. at every I was so bad at school <laughs> oh my god terrible because you were distracted or like you were trying and it still was just like I can't this I was a- not trying because I was distracted yeah, right. And right. my, you know, I was, I, you would not have liked me in high school. Really? Yeah. Cause I was like stoner girl and then I turned into drinking girl and then I was like art girl and then I was also like having sex. You know, yeah, Were I know. You, did That's... you have a boyfriend in high school? Nope. No boyfriend. Des, like, I wouldn't say desperately wanted one, but desperately wanted one. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have a did... celebrity crush? Like were you were you crushing Andy Samberg? There you go, Andy Samberg. Yep, and Paul Newman. <laughs> Paul Newman, which I think we'll get to when we talk about my. I think that had to do with my senior superlative. Mm. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. Is that a knock I hear on the door? Wow. We're stepping into the school guidance counselor's office. And I'm your school guidance counselor. You like that transition? Love that transition. Wow, Lauren. Okay. In this chunk, and you were lightly doing it. This is when you get to kind of rewrite history. This is when if you have any sort of lingering trauma from high school, you get to cleanse your spirit and your soul. If you you can also use this time, though, to 
apologize to someone that you feel you might have wronged or you can just you know think of it as a cleansing so because I do believe this time informs a lot of who we are now and maybe you're carrying a little satchel on your back that you don't want to carry anymore from that time the weight which actually speaking of I don't know if this counts or if this is too... But it can be anything. I would apologize to younger Lauren for being so hard on myself about my body. I blame magazines, but I will take accountability for probably being harder on myself in that way than I needed to. Oh, yeah. And probably apologies to my sister. <laughs> sister. Who received like a, you know, I was, I was like a bitch. Yeah. So, Jackie, I'm sorry. You know that I love you. You were kind of annoying. I will <laughs> I will say that. You really leaned into that. But you know what? We're going to let bygones be bygones. Yes. Yeah. We're bonded for life. So yeah, apologies to younger Lauren. Yeah. The body stuff is really hard. <laughs> because I understand, like, when you're in an overly mature body in high school, truly nothing is worse. Nothing. Nothing. And I had come from... And I've, I got to be honest, I've never said this publicly mostly because I don't want people to ask me or or like confess about it but I had an eating disorder when I was in middle school so it was like huge jump from being you know this like emaciated childlike person to then like over almost overnight being like this voluptuous I'm like Sophia Loren I'm like (laughs) no but Monica Bellucci ass like oh my god like tits can feel like a prison yeah and people <laughs> don't true. talk about it enough. We don't and talk about it enough. You know, everyone's like, oh, I'm, I'm, you're so lucky you have tits, la, la, la. It's like, no, sometimes, especially when you're young, it becomes your identity. And they didn't make bras for us. I got to no. say that here. There was no, like, what is that cup brand? Yeah. Sucup, no, there was nothing cute. Nothing cute. I mean, Anna Dresden has a very funny joke about bras, how it's like when you have big boobs, your bras look like you're wearing like huge ace bandages. Like <laughs> they're true. so. It's true. When I was in middle school, I had a boy feel me up and he told me that he felt like his hand was shrinking. <laughs> okay. Like traumatizing, <laughs> deeply traumatizing. And it's just like. You don't feel confident Mm -mm, mm -mm. and you feel fully defined by these things. These knockers. That you don't fucking want. Mm -mm. And you know what? I would love a fucking A cup that I can wear like some gorgeous little tank top in the summertime. Now I feel liberated to do whatever I want. But like at the time, I remember thinking to myself and also you're and I speak a lot about tits on this show. Your tits are so perky still yeah that they're huge and they're growing they're out of your collarbones your mm-hmm. <laughs> fully yep so yeah so we're not even talking like you know i just had a baby my boobs are big no mommy sorry mommy milkers no. but it's just like no i'm 16 and this is so inappropriate because they age me so much much yes um you know what i no what was i gonna say i was gonna talk about malls that's something I miss. I love mall culture. The, am I jumping huge. too much? No, I just you, you can like, talk about whatever you want. That's this, is a, this this episode has been very free flowing, <laughs> so we can talk about anything I you want. I wish I had. I, truly, it's it's so hard. It's like I'm obsessed now as an adult with teenagers. That's not so perverted. Well, because no, it's so, not. It's, but I am. I just they're they're the same. So I spend a lot of time still reading magazines like Seventeen. The mm-hmm. whole Seventeen magazine archive is on the New York Public Library. I buy old issues of Teen Vogue off eBay. I love it. There's something about the fact, again, going back to, I don't know, it's like a chicken or the egg thing. Are, are teens like this because they're like this? Or are they like this, I don't know, because of the magazines? Do yeah. magazines think we're a certain way? Whatever. Um, but that the issues have not changed yeah girls specifically are always getting embarrassed over the same things they're worried about the same things they care about you know similar to the same things it just it's evergreen it never changes and i think there's something that's so beautiful about that i mean of course it seems today like they have so much more to worry about than we did like i don't know going to school and making you know what i mean like i think it's all subjective though because i think that like Things that I would get, I was so anxious in yeah. high school yeah. and middle school. 
And uh, I was so anxious. <laughs> a lifetime. Yeah, I was like bullied in elementary school. Oh. And then I... And formative. Then, very formative. And then I was in like an abusive, like an like an emotionally abusive girl friendship. You know? <gasps> oh my god. Oh this will have to go offline. And not anything that happened to me, but to a friend. Where yeah. it's like everybody has at least they're in proximity to one abusive girl yeah. relationship. And it's like it's it's kind of like a Regina George type thing, being like, But I told you today we were wearing pink. And mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it was that kind of thing. So I was I think that like we we lacked access to each other in the way that kids have access to each other now. Because, like, I would have to go home and, like, call you from the landline and, like, do whatever. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, I did have a cell phone, actually. I had a sick Nokia. That that battery lasted for, like, 94 (laughs) days. Um, It it wasn't as... I think that, like, communication... Yeah. For us, I think the culture around it was still more limited than now. So in some ways, like, yes, they do have a lot more to worry about. But I do think that, like, teenagers, at least from my observation, seem to feel that they can be more forthcoming with, like, their feelings and, like, expressing themselves. And I don't think that they feel the kind of shame that we felt as the first youth generation to have internet. Yeah, yeah. Which, shame is a funny feeling because it's one that is tied specifically, I think, back to childhood. It's like an early... Yeah. Shame is like the first thing that you feel. Like when you hear no, like, no, don't touch that. Mm -hmm. That's like shame in a weird way. But I also grew up Catholic. So shame is like maybe more than some other religions or other cultures. Huge shame is huge i can't let go of that so in in my knee-jerk reaction is to be like no but shame is is good it like hardens you and forces you to like grow a little bit and like i don't know stand up straighter to i don't know do certain things right then i'm like well maybe it is a good thing that shame is no longer there for certainly yeah you know what i mean yeah because i think we wasted a lot of time in it like even when you are being it sounded like you were a judgmental kid because you wanted to protect yourself from like veering off course. Yeah. Yeah. Shame seems like, I don't know. It's funny because I am on TikTok quite a bit and it seems like such an oasis more than any other platform that you or I or anyone ever had being a teenager where it seems like if you can be seen and understood on there, it's probably the most liberating thing. You won't be saddled by feelings of like isolation or loneliness if you mm-hmm. don't have anyone in school specifically right. that you really identify with or feel like you can be friends with. However, you know, if you misstep, if you post the wrong thing right. and you kind of get that that herd that's like, screw you, fuck you, yeah. it feels like the world is ending. Yeah. I mean, I feel that way when, like, me as, like, a 30-something posts a fucking video online and people are like, bad. I'm like, yeah. okay. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. It is weird. I have to imagine it must change your perception of the world when you're always anticipating being watched or being caught doing something where, of course, for you or I, it was like, maybe you get a grainy video of us, I don't know, doing something we weren't supposed to. Right. But that's like the extent of it. Now it's like, I don't know, your photo can be taken and video can be taken and all that. Like, I feel like you have just this ingrained state of like paranoia sorry this is so this is like going more joe rogan than like comedy podcast <laughs> i just i do i spend so much time thinking about it in this way i'm like no, trying to throw a laugh in there it's no you um, know I, this this podcast can be anything it needs I'm to be goofy. whenever it needs to I be i'm doing it it's just funny now i personally I, think this and this i'm like should lauren and i just have an offshoot podcast <laughs> where we just talk about the psychology, the psychology of high school that is that's i think where i come uh, that's where i look at it more as like especially now because it's not like i have no funny stories i think from from that time it was it feels like a blur well i, I wish i wrote more yeah there's another sorry well, not to know, get ahead of myself i want to know what's advice that you would have given your high school self um they put so much emphasis especially if you were trying to be a high achiever on you know obviously making sure that your record like your resume or whatever your yeah whatever you'd have ahead of college application would be spotless so i did my best to not fuck up and that was stupid like no one cares go to a shitty college if you want to be good at the thing you want to be good at then you're gonna work hard at it yeah and I feel like I I feel fair to say that I have no connections into anything that I'm doing I don't you know it's not like my uncle's freaking I don't know 
it's not like your Universal uncle's. Studios, some you know, whatever, like com- yeah. the Comedy Central CEO or whatever. Like, um, wish I would have. Like, I honestly wish I would have gone to a party or that you never I would have to seemed- any party. Mm-mm. No, I would wow. drive around with my friend Jack Foley in his minivan, and I don't know. We went to like. But one- you, what were you listening to? What we? I still haven't gotten to the bottom of what you were listening to. <laughs> I was doing a lot of lime wiring. There was like weird stuff that you would download that I guess is now considered nightcore. It's very sped up, like DJ. Yeah. It is. It's like Cascada. I was listening to the Wizard of Oz soundtrack, which I still do. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, I remember Michael Jackson died on my high school graduation day. So wow. I guess it doesn't count because I would have been graduated, but like a lot of Michael Jackson. Um, what did we listen to? I, I, I truly, mean, I mean it. It's like a... I listened to... I I went through music as something that like super informed my... See, I wasn't... My, I was like a pop... So whatever would have been on the radio, honestly, was what I I was. That's oh, so that's another thing too. Is I have no musical identity. I have no clue (laughs) what I am or (laughs) what I like or like. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Greta hit her head. That was my fault because I was laughing. So this is this is what I'm saying. This is blowing my mind. No, every preconceived notion I had of you, you are completely. (laughs) I'm dying to know what the preconceived notion would have been, good or bad. I'm so curious to know. I thought of you, knowing that you were fashion forward in high school tracks for me. (laughs) Like knowing that you were gunning for best dressed, like that makes a lot of sense to me. Mm. I was thinking that you that you would be way more seen. I was thinking that you would have had more... I mean, it sounds like you had friends, but that really the friends that you were cultivating was more in like the online space, which does make sense to me. So like I I do see that. But knowing that you were kind of like not a brown noser, but like a goodie in some ways, shocking to me. Also knowing that you like didn't really have music identity, shocking Mm -hmm. to me. Because in my mind, because I think I would have thought that you would have been more seen in some ways. Yeah. No, I was like, yeah, I was, I was, I would say goody two shoes. Yeah. But we're a little spin. I wouldn't have thought that you were a bad girl or a bitch or anything like that. Like I never, that's not my, the vibe that I was picking up. It was more like I could have seen you. I think in the picture in my mind, it was more like art girl. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Maybe I, I just am projecting my... No, no, not at all. No, I could definitely see that now. I don't know. Like, our guy have, like, a tattoo or it's four. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, like, in the art... I guess you would say kind of adjacent to an art scene now, but... For sure. I do. I think I was like, I can't be too much of one thing. I don't want to get pigeonholed over here. Like... Well, because hmm. you are interested in excavating, like, micro cultures. Yeah, 100%. And I think that anyone that is interested in that... excavating microcultures. You know, I don't know. You know what I mean? That sounds like my paper that I would write for, like, a scholarly journal. So I always think that people that were, like, interested in that were always interested in that. Yeah. Like, I, you know, whatever that was. Like, I... But then again, like, the shit that I thought that was cool was, like... I know. What did you think was cool? I don't know. I mean, I... So many... So many of my, like, identity iterations was all, like, rooted in music. Like, in middle school, I was, like, obsessed with, like, classic rock and (gasps) ska and, like... Then b- being in DC, there was like a big punk influence, so everyone went through <laughs> Love Good Charlotte from Balt from Maryland. Yeah, but like for us, it was like Bad Brains and like Fugazi and Minor Threat, like those DC bands that everyone went through a phase Dude, that's of being so like cool. It that's is very cool. So cool, and like you know, I then I went through like the phase where I was like listening to the Shins all the time, and obviously like went through a Jack Johnson moment, which all of us had to do, and like had to. Then I went through a hardcore rap time where I was like thought I was so cool by listening to like MF Doom and like shit like that, which is cool. MF Doom may he rest, but yeah, and that was cool. I was actually listening to a lot of like interesting hip hop that was. Cool. Yeah, I can't DJ. Like, you can't hand me the aux cord. Yeah. I do. I'm so late to everything. But then, of course, like, you know, I think that I sought that as a way for me. That was, like, my armor. Yeah. By being like, I'm listening to, like, 
I'm listening to fucking uh, Dinosaur Jr. Or like I'm listening to Pavement or like whatever it is. It's so diverse though. Like you really, you got around in that way. Yeah, but I was also flailing at everything else. Anyway, this isn't about me. This is about you. And I gotta know because you know what? We're kind of at the end of the pod. How long have we been going for? I don't even know. I've been enjoying this conversation so much. I'm going for 48. Wow, we all have a whole other 12, which is great because I'm not going to stop talking to Lauren. We can squeeze in. I do want to know what your senior superlative was, because I feel like I'm going to need to talk to you about what it was. It was, drum roll, born in the wrong decade. See, and this is why I instinctually knew that we would have to talk about this now and use the remaining 12 minutes of the show to talk about that. That's very interesting, because about 20 minutes ago, you just described yourself as being an egg that was hatched, or Mm -hmm. that was planted in a nest in... New York and brought to Albany. Yeah. Or New York City, I should say, and brought to yeah. Albany. Yeah. And I don't think I should look and I don't think we had like a most unique. There was a weird, there was a weird like most weird, <laughs> which I did not get that went to my friend is Sim and this girl Sonia, who were they were like very eccentric. Very funny though. But yeah, I don't know what that was meant to convey. Yeah, why I mean, do people think right, that like, of you? Born in the wrong decade. I mean, I guess I was into fashion wise, like into fifties silhouettes because we again, had huge tits. Thank you. Thank you. It's it, it's espoused as like the thing that you can wear because women had curves. They were also like m- s- the smallest people. Yeah. They had like, you know, 14 inch waist. It was crazy. But. And you know what? Sometimes rockabilly style doesn't you don't pick it. Sometimes it chooses you. <laughs> yeah. But it's right. It, it, it chose me. Yeah. It chose me. It imprinted onto me like some Twilight shit. Yeah. Um, Would you do like a beehive hair moment? I had a bump it. So, were we yeah, self tanning like in Albany? No, but a lot of people were tanning like fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, like crazy, like orange. Yes. I have photos with my friend Marcella from prom and she wore an orange prom dress. So, I'm sure it accelerated it, but she looks <laughs> truly like jaundice. Like, <laughs> like some, oh, it's insane that we allowed ourselves, not, I shouldn't say we, but like, no, it's wild. That it, we let it, yeah. Tanning as a culture was nuts because it was also there's like, no sun up there. It's why, like in London, all the best self tanners come out of England because they get no sun. <laughs> this turns into my beauty podcast. It's like fast, very what, fast. What did you wear to your senior prom? Uh, and did you go solo or did you bring a friend? I drove myself in my, oh my. mom's car to the Marriott where it was I had ordered so I babysat for a woman who had gotten married and I loved her bridesmaids dresses okay had like a mermaid silhouette and I found it on eBay for maybe like $80 Mm. it was strapless which was stupid (laughs) so my mom had to sew they had to take fabric off the bottom and sew it on the top so that my nipples weren't hanging out of the dress at my senior prom um I liked what it. Color I really was did. It? it was this mo. It was mauve on the bottom. Um, this like the long like torso to feet, and then the breast boob. <laughs> what do you call it? The, like the, the breast area was yeah. like this light pink. Cute. Um, and then I think that little the little thing we had to sew was like this like champagne color. It was really pretty. I, I really see liked it. it. I and at my junior prom again. This is like a students against destructive decision thing. I worked the mock bar. I didn't really go to my junior prom. What's so the I mock wore, bar? So we would serve mock cocktails, virgin pina coladas, and virgin daiquiris. So I just ran the blender and put them in cups at our junior <laughs> prom. And I would have fucking done it at our senior prom, but I was like, this feels important. Even though halfway through, everybody left to go to like their lake houses everybody would rent like a lake house yeah uh, obviously upstate there's a quite a lake george um they left halfway through truly by the end of the night there was nobody left but you but me and i guess you would say a few of there weren't clicks but there were smart kids that were like into math i guess yeah. you say like math kids my friend ben lie had a bonfire at his house so i hung out with some of those and no gone, drinking like, no drinking when did you when did you do you drink now yeah yeah i drink i've never been like a heavy drinker Drinker. not too again like not too much of of anything really i think i had my first drink 
when I got to college, I think it was my friend Molly gave me a Guinness and I was like, okay, still not for me. There you go. Cranberry vodka. I'm trying to find this dress for you. Wow. I like, Um, so my mind is just, you know, you think you know someone. This is why you never, you cannot read a book by its cover. mm -mm. You think you know someone and then you never actually know them until you completely excavate high school with them. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It's, I think middle school is very formative because that's I think when the most bullying goes on were you bullied in middle school I was not but uh were you a bully no no actually the teachers would sit me next to the new students because they knew that I would be nice oh I will say that that was that was true um of me go me but yeah so yeah but we'd also get a lot of city kids who were like intense and I remember this one kid uh Joaquin came and he like called me four eyes or something and I was like okay I think my career doing this like hey welcome to Light Shaquille Middle School yeah let me show you around that was like over I was like okay I'm done this is this is done you're done you're done um but yeah middle school to me seems like that's when that happens the most based on just like conversations I've had with people yeah high school is when you're just so focused on you like it's it just becomes more inward yeah it's your world everyone else is just living in Mm -hmm. it but yeah I guess I wished I wished I hadn't rushed it by trying to be 27 so fast 27 was like the age yeah I think that's how old a lot of my teachers were which feels crazy now but I did I just wanted to hang out with them I was like please let me like I would try and go to the office their office at lunch because I just was like I don't even care to sit here I yeah. don't even care to sit here with yeah. these people I feel Such that I feel like there's this scene in uh 30 Rock where like they reveal that Tina Fey like the whole time she's saying that she was bullied but she was actually the yeah the, the bully. bully yeah that like I I always wondered but I I don't know and if anyone from high school is listening and wants to chime in to let me know that was ever mean no I, I wasn't I wasn't mean. no I wasn't mean you are in right. the way that any kid is just kind of like snappy and mean because they're like getting their, their period for the first time yeah. yeah but no I was not mean yeah um but yeah I don't I I I do I think about high school so often but I also think of something Tony Soprano said where he's like the worst form of conversation is remember when yeah I could do it it's like a it's like hiding yeah from the present which obviously is not super pleasant time to be in a lot of ways but I think so maybe that's why people feel that uh you were your senior superlative was belongs in a different decade god I I do not know I I would love to ask what was your favorite movie at the time and then I and then and then I also need to bring you back on for a part two I I, maybe I should just have you on as a recurring guest about like cultural do it when you have to get more serious episodes (laughs) and like if you need to kind of juxtapose the funny people with someone who like is like yeah so like it's just like let's Let's unpack this psychologically. <laughs> um, but I am. I'm going to do it. I've been trying to do a lot of thinking on like me in high school. I've been going through. Yeah. I actually went through my old computers ahead of this. And like, was my it old informative? Was like, what was the most informative <laughs> thing to you? Uh, that fucking bump it was disgusting <laughs> why I was like yeah I'm turning a look I am turning a look with this poof on my head we all the, did something. you know the over straightening everybody did it Classic. it was crazy but yeah no um honestly good times for me I cannot complain but you need to answer what was your favorite movie oh my favorite movie and then and then we can really end it I, I just gotta know no it's okay I I really think for the time it would have been Mean Girls wow I just that really was it was the it was like a a moment in time where loved it just you learn it was like when you learn about yourself when you watch it like with the purpose of art yeah which is like learning a little more about yourself yeah it's like more of you being revealed to you love that's what I felt like that movie did and I know I'm I that I will die on that hill and I love that for I know you. it's overdone I know that movie it's is not. overcooked in certain ways I think like, that a lot of people that I think that a lot of people actually. I don't know if a lot of people would admit to the fact that Mean Girls was their favorite movie in high school. Mm-hmm. And I will. I'll be. I'll do it. I love that. I have nothing to lose. You absolutely don't. <laughs> Lauren, thank you so much for joining me thank on my pod. Thank you for having me on, Greta. I feel like this was such an interesting journey that we took. Because it was... 
it was so many people come on the show and they're like, this crazy thing happened, like this story, la, 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 la. You're kind of just like, nope, I was making the mocktails. I didn't want to be there. <laughs> I know. I, I feel so bad. I no. wish, I mean, I'm also not much of a storyteller, honestly. I will prattle on about something that doesn't matter and things that probably were a story to someone else. Like, you know, you ever talk to someone and they're like, yeah, sure. remember when we did this? And you're like, I no. don't remember oh, it yeah, like that. Story of my life. That's the story of my life where I just, I, I think because I was not very present for much of it, it's so hard. I have nothing but like longing feelings for getting back there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I wish I could remember it better well, as it was happening. That's probably why you're still fascinated, and I am too, with yeah. like, it's like trying to rebuild nostalgia. it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's terrible nostalgia. That's what we're going to call, that's what we're going to call the app, youth nostalgia. Okay. nostalgia. Lauren, where can everyone? I mean, people, you know, you're already a you're already a sensation on the internet. Where can everyone follow you and find you? Uh, it's pretty much just on Instagram at Servideo, which is my last name. It's the best last name. Thank you. I know it feels kind of like like naming a kid Jeeves and they become a butler is the thing I always say. I love yeah, I make it. videos. That's crazy. Um. Wow. Everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you, Lauren, for coming on. I'm going to have you back kind of, I think, as like our psychological liaison <laughs> to <laughs> high school and youth. Maybe you can come on and guest co-host with me one time. Maybe we can figure out Oh, my out God. I would love fun. that. That would be, oh, my God. It would be a, a dream. We gotta. Um. Thank you guys for listening. You know, subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Tell your mom to subscribe. Your dad, whomever. And, you know, as we say every week, stay cool, never change. Ta-ta. That was a HeadGum Podcast.